Hello and welcome to another episode of Software Should Be Free with your host Tim Abel, software developer, contractor, dad. Um, we haven't got David today, he's feeling a little bit under the weather and there's been a bit of a break on the show because I've been off on holiday, which is not entirely relaxing because I have small children. Um, so a quick update from me, the side project stuff is taking a little bit of a backseat um, for a couple of reasons. Schema Explorer hasn't hit the traction that it really needed to to be a viable business um, in its current form so I open sourced that which means for the moment at least I'm not going to put any more serious work into it. A little bit of contact from users which is nice people are picking it up now because it's open source which is great um, but until I figure out like, a decent funding model for it I probably won't be doing much in the way of bug fixes and features unless um, <clears throat> I can Either I just feel like doing it for fun, or um, I can figure out funding. Um, one little thing that's worth mentioning on that, um, I couldn't build a SQLite driver for Mac for that one. It's technically possible, but it's a C library, um, and I'm on Linux, so it would have to be cross-compiled for Mac, which um, Golang does a great job of. I can get it to work. Um, and I had a, a teacher in Germany, an ex-programmer, um, wanted to use it with SQLite, SQLite on Mac and with um, a bit of guidance he managed to compile it himself um, no cross compiling needed because he was compiling on a Mac and it worked which is very cool very pleased about that um, so the thing that I wanted to do today is introduce uh, a show that David has started putting together, uh, it's called Just 5 Minutes, uh, and you can find it currently at just5mins.transistor.fm, um, and I'm going to play you the first episode, which is uh, a really great little insight into Blazor, which is a new technology in the .NET land. Um, so I hope you enjoy this, and I will see you for the next episode. Do let me know that you've heard this, Twitter or email or whatever your favourite social or antisocial thing is. So take it away, David. Hello and welcome to the very first Just Five Mins podcast, um, where we have a look at Just Five Mins of whatever's cool in the technology world. Um, so in this one, the very first one, we're going to be talking about Blazor. Yes, um, this is to do with um, WebAssembly, which is a, a standard that's in most of the um, uh, common browsers these days. It's been around for a while, actually. Um, and um, something called Razor, which if you're not in the .NET world, this is a, a templating engine that's been around again for a, for a long time. Uh, was originally, I believe, in... Um, ASP.NET MVC as the view bit of that. So it's a templating engine, which is um, which is very powerful, actually. I quite enjoyed using it, but uh, ironically, I haven't used it in a long time until recently. So Blazor, basically, is um, just a bit of an intro to, to that. I'll put some links below because there's so much to go into, obviously, that we can't cover in five minutes. But... Um, uh, it, I believe, uh, and I hope I'm correct, but um, certainly uh, a guy called Steve Sanderson, who actually created Knockout JS, which was also brilliant. Um, 
at the time before Angular and Vue and things like that. And um, I believe he started to play around with a, a demo that was based on Mono, which um, was an open source version of .NET at the time. Um, now it's all .NET Core, which of course is fully open source across you know, Mac, PC, Linux. And um, ultimately he had a, a little bit of a play around and realized you can actually get compiled .NET code to, to actually run in the browser with WebAssembly. And it sort of went on from, uh, from there, really, I suppose. Um, and what really became, when I looked at it, I thought, well, okay, this looks cool. Yes, you can write .NET code, uh, albeit a subset in and run in the browser. And the first thing that really came to me was, isn't this a bit like Silverlight or Flash or you know plugins and things like that? But that's the one key thing. It's not a plugin per se. It is actually, um, you know, uh, sort of built into the browsers as you were. So again, I'll put a link in there about what support for browsers is there, but it's certainly the most common browsers and actually quite a few versions of them um, that uh, go back a, a little while. So, um, but anyway, you know, when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, it looks good. Uh, but recently, um, as it's moved on, um, the they've actually done quite a big improvement in the last year i think anyway uh, up to the point now as as of the time of this recording i believe it's uh, .NET core 3 preview 7 i think uh, you do need a, a preview version ideally of 2019 visual studio which you can get a community version free anyway uh, but you can also uh, just work from the command line as well you know but you do need um, .NET core 3 preview 7 um, for what I'm about to discuss anyway, uh, there are previous versions, uh, but one of them that really stands out for me is, I think they call it the full stack blazer, um, which, which really is a template, I suppose, a Visual Studio template. Um, you can use it in Visual Studio code. You can just use it from the command line. Um, I use it in Visual Studio because that's what I'm used to. But ultimately what that gives you is the, the blazer client and basically what that is, it's using this Razor templating, which I mentioned earlier. Okay, so um, you've got a templating engine you can create. It's all components. Um, again, I'll put some links because there's a great um, talk, obviously by Steve Sanderson, who um, is credited to, uh, again, this going in the first place, I believe. Uh, but also, um, yeah, I think there's Dan Roth, I think it is. Uh, but I'll, I'll include the links anyway. Uh, but it's, it's a, essentially the client side is, is, you know, the Blazor client, which runs, again, is the, um, you know, uh, the WebAssembly part. And then it's obviously got a back end, uh, which is the full stack part, which is really just the .NET Core Web API. Um, and then there's a shared sort of project as well, where you can share models and other bits and pieces. But it's really cool. And... One of the main things I found was uh, working with Angular for a while is all the sort of files and everything. I still love Angular, I'll still continue to use it, but I was really impressed by the simplicity, especially by using things like, um, you know, some of the Syncfusion components or DevExpress or Telerik uh, components that are already there for um, for Blazor. Um, they're in beta, but they're, you know, the way that you wire them up, um, compared to say something like Angular, et cetera, for a front-end development environment is so much easier, I think. So 
it's really worth having a look at. Um, I've just noticed we've, we've certainly gone past the five minutes, but hey, it's the first show, so I can get away with that. Um, but certainly, if you're even if you're not a, a .NET person, it is open source. You can uh, check it out. As I say, I'll have some links in the show notes below, but uh, hopefully that's... Uh, uh, well, for, from my perspective, it's quite an exciting technology and certainly the WebAssembly isn't um, limited to a Microsoft thing or .NET thing. Um, you'll, if you go to the webassembly.org, I think it is, um, you'll see lots of examples in lots of different languages. Um, but the fact is it can run compiled code in the browser in a sandbox environment. Pretty cool. Okay, until next time, um, that's it, folks. <laughs>